You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. I mean, I'm just realizing that maybe this is something I should I should get control of. I should stop okay. doing this right before I go to bed because it's obviously become a problem. <laughs> I mean, you when you wake up and you realize that there's that many people involved. It's just definitely become kind of well, an issue. Well, you probably shouldn't be looking at that like right before you go to bed, too. That's probably well. That's probably it. Helping out with you not being able to sleep. I also at all. shouldn't eavesdrop on maybe that many people. Well, no, but then again, it's public, so I guess it's not really like I'm eavesdropping. If it's public, it's not eavesdropping. But it's if I tag everybody in it, then that's kind it's of like an someone issue. who's talking really loudly on their phone in public. If you ever hear what they're saying, it's because they want you. No, to. that's their problem. Yeah. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course. We are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. We've got a lot of stuff that we're going to be getting to today, but I do want to say a big thank you to everybody who goes to our website, funemploymentradio.com, either via your computer or your, your iPads or whatever it is the kids use these days. Or a tablet. A tablet, if you will. A, mo- a mobile phone. A mobile phone. Those are other ways that you can get access, the, uh, get access to the World Wide Web. And just direct that World Wide Web browser to FunEmploymentRadio.com. And when you book your traveling, a lot of people book their travels now online, Sarah. They go to Expedia. But the best way to get to Expedia is to go to FunEmploymentRadio.com first and click on the Expedia link. It's the easiest way to navigate there. I mean, you can it's get the best lost way to on travel. the World Wide Web. I mean, if you're traveling on the World Wide Web, you don't know where you're going to end up. However, no. if you go to FunEmploymentRadio.com, click on the Expedia link, it'll always get you where you need to go. Yeah, it'll keep you from getting lost on your travels mm-hmm. of the World Wide Web. Yeah, we'll work something out in there. Anyway, I go had to our, it. You just reiterated it was close. It, it was close. <laughs> go to our website, click on the Expedia link. That would be awesome. And also, I do want to say this, coming up, in a couple of weeks on, uh, let's see, March 23rd, we'll be having our Fun Employment Radio Bingo Nights. Put that on your calendars. Yes. Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night. It is a ton of fun. We've got two great sponsors this time. We've got Bridgeport Brewing, and we also have Tullamore Dew Whiskey. So they're going to be our wonderful sponsors, of course, at the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division, where you can come down and hang out with us. So put that on your calendar now, March 23rd. Awesome. Thursday, March 23rd. All right. So, yeah, I'll explain what happened because anybody that that does follow me on Twitter probably may have seen me post this. And I'm wondering now how many other times I've done One this. One of what, the 19,000 people that follows you on Twitter? 40. And what, but I'm wondering if... What? Yes, yeah, 40. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Sorry, the 40,000 people that it's, follow you. Yeah, it is 40. This really bothers you, I know. It just is so fake. It's, it's just not so fake. fake. I didn't pay for it. I'm not, like, buying them or 40. anything like 7, that. 40.7,000 followers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm not buying Twitter followers. I just it just happens. I think a lot of them are fake, but you know, I mean, I didn't pay for but it. They're seeking you out. There's, they, yeah, they they were seeking me out. It's not really my my fault. Uh, not that Aaron in the chat says, "Sir, I think the easiest way to remember is take your followers and multiply by eight. That's what <laughs> I mean, I it is what it is. I I can't help it. I didn't. I want it. I guess I need to reiterate that I did not pay. For Twitter followers, I did not pay for them. They just it just happened. It just happened that I got a bunch. Of, mm-hmm. And I think I'm on some kind of it a just list. Happened. I think I'm so on everything some in life comes for free. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but either way, that's where it is. Um, but yeah, I I've been have this habit lately where I've been going on there either before I go to sleep or I'll wake up and I'll scroll through. And Saturday morning, 
was this happened over the weekend where I actually had a chance to like sleep in for a little bit. And so I was uh, scrolling through on Twitter. And as I was doing that, I, I started going down. I go down like uh, rabbit holes of random stuff. Of course you do. Sometimes it's political things. Sometimes it's really weird stuff. I'll explain where I ended up last night. That was a strange one. So I I went down some political rabbit hole of so-and-so. And then it was these people getting into a fight. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, who's that person? And then I'll go down theirs. And before I know it, I'm like 10 things away from where I originally started looking on Twitter to people I don't know at all. Is this your same theory where you say you always end up on porn? Oh, uh, yeah. On Twitter, you will always end up to a porn site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that happens. Uh, some kind of a porn bot or something like that. Inevitably, porn you, bot. Stray, you stray far enough away from where you originally started. I've never stumbled upon across a porn bot. Oh, then no. again, I don't think I really know how Twitter works, and I just follow people from, like, being Erica. Oh, it's... I don't know what I'm doing. Follow people from being Erica? Oh, yeah, I want them to be my friends. Isn't the, that why people follow people on Okay, Twitter I don't know if we want... talked about this on the show or not, but I know you're obsessed with being Erica right now, and people don't know... I was years know. ago, yeah. All right, so being Erica is this Canadian, uh, like, drama... Um, I don't know, like, romantic comedy drama, time traveler show. It's... It's really good, but basically, this girl Erica like kind of hits uh, rock bottom, and she meets this psychiatrist named Doctor Tom, and Doctor Tom uh, can basically take her back and like she writes out a list of her regrets, and he can basically take her back in time where she can redo the regrets that she has from the past. And sometimes she makes them better, sometimes she makes them worse. Uh, but whatever she does, in I'm the already past, so bored of the show, and I love time so travel. It's so good. It's so good. I hate you. <laughs> anyway, wait a minute. So she goes back to change things in her own past. Yes, so she can go back. So, uh, how many episodes are there? It's four seasons. I think they're like fifty episodes. And she's always changing things in her own past. How many regrets does she have? She has a lot of regrets. Well, she what had is, rock bottom. So, I mean, that's what, what is rock bottom? Um, well, it wasn't like a uh, okay. It's it's like TV rock bottom. Okay, it is. Oh, like, she broke up with her boyfriend. Yes. Or, she didn't get a promotion at work. She got fired. She got fired at work and broke uh-huh. up with her boyfriend, and that's rock bottom. So she's got to go back in time she's and change 50 different she's things. She's aimless. She has lots of regrets. So How about her. you just live with that and move on and get another job and a boyfriend? Well, she eventually does. After changing the But with the, the help past. of Dr. Tom. So what that's telling everybody is that if you aren't able to go back, if you out there right now, if you just lost your boyfriend and your job, that's it. Unless you can go back in time, there's no point in going on. That's what that sounds like it's saying it to me. It does not say that at all. Yes, she knows that she's fortunate because she gets only, you know, only a select few people get to the privilege of being able to go back in time. Oh, so there's others. And, like, it's really emotional, too, because, uh, sorry, spoiler alert for a 10-year-old show, um, like, her brother died a few years earlier. And so when she goes back, she can see her brother. And, like, it's really hard to, like, try and she wants to kind of change what happened with that. Anyway. What is, what is one problem that she changes? Just Just give one. What is this major thing that she's got to go back in time and change? Did she have like a murdering spree or did she? Um, okay, maybe it's a lot more. Did she of start like, heroin at some point and she wants to start stop that? heroin. Like what is a one problem she's got to go back in time to fix? Um, let's see. She uh, – it's just like being a like a shithead teenager a little bit, like hurting her parents' feelings or – Oh, my God. That's what she's going back in time to change? Well, it's, it's the fundamental change. She okay. yelled at her mom when she was 14 or something. 
Yes. <laughs> wow. But she can go back and try and stand up for herself and mold herself into the person. Okay, this sounds really stupid the way I'm describing it. Well, it's I'm a really saying. good show, though. Anyway, the entire series is on Hulu right now, Being Erica. It's a Canadian show, and it's so fun to listen to their Canadian accents. I really want to move to Canada now. Yeah. Because everything is like – Where they have like a super, they super have a Canadian super, accent. They have super, it's in Toronto. Toronto. And uh, they always say pronto Toronto. Pronto Toronto. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then they, they like to go to the coffee shop. You got to get, get out of your house. Where they get lattes. Latte. She's like, oh, I just like a latte. Mm. It's so great. I love their accents. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> What was I talking about? Oh, being Erica. So since I don't understand how Twitter works, that I just started following all the people that I liked on being Erica because I thought that that would make them best friends with me. But so far, none of them have followed me back. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Are they still acting in things? Or? Yes. Okay, I fell down the being Erica like rabbit hole yesterday. You know, just following somebody doesn't mean that they're going to follow well, Maybe they're just like, who's this cool girl from Portland, Oregon who's following I'm going to tell you this. They probably have... How many followers do they have? Like, I'm sure a lot. Well, it depends on the character. A lot of the side actors, like Brent, who's my favorite in there, only has like 1,500 followers. Well, then write him and say, hey, Brent, love you on being Erica. No, but then you got to write to them. Otherwise, they're not going to just follow you back because you followed well, them. I don't want them to follow me back because I don't write anything. I just want them to be my friend. Just be like, hey, hey, cool Portland girl. Okay, I, it's being asked in the chat now that we're on a Being Erica train. We're going to get back to what I was talking about. But Keelan asks, isn't the Being Erica rabbit hole like three tweets? I mean, how far down do you have to go? How many actors are on this show? There are a lot. Well, okay. there's Aaron. Uh, you've seen. I know you've seen like me watch part of it because I've had it on my screen. He's, oh, I'm aware. Like, oh, she's kind of hot. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, that, you could be watching anything, and I could mm-hmm. say that. Um, all right. It's magical. Like, and they can time travel. So, like, basically, her therapist appears whenever she needs them. So, like, she'll be walking, and what happens is she'll walk through a doorway, and then she just kind of walks in. What his would office. you go back and change? Oh, that's a loaded question. Something, yeah, that is a tough question. That is a loaded. I just loaded, that on you. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something lighthearted, like that. Like, oh, I wish I hadn't eaten a burrito that day because I got food poisoning. I would have spelled trophy correctly at spelling bee. I sp- I misspelled trophy and I got out in the second round. Oh yeah, so I thought there was an e in it. That oh, I man, that would suck. I panicked. Yeah, panicked about it. Mm-hmm. And then if we were being Erica, I'd be like. Whoosh, and then I'd be back and I'd be sitting there and they'd be like, trophy. And then who knows what could have happened then if you'd have spelled that correctly? I mean, who your knows? whole life could have been different. Who knows? I mean, that could be a – yeah, there's a lot of different things that could have changed. Yeah, what about you? What would you do? Um, I mean, it's hard for me to say exactly. I probably would have kept Steve Farley from hitting me in the head with the metal door. That would have been one thing. I wish I could have tripped him. Is that more of a vengeance thing though? Really then. Well, sometimes she goes back for vengeance. Too. Yeah. Well, I mean that bastard. But then she when I was learns eight years that old, you know vengeance is not the correct way to. When I was eight, it. he slammed a metal door on my head, and is it, that what happened? Yeah, I wonder sometimes. But no, it's and so so I'd probably stop Steve Farley from doing that. God damn. Oh yeah, if I would go back in time too, I would go uh, when I visited Chicago and I ate uh, dim sum in Chinatown in Chicago. That was the worst food poisoning I've ever had. That was. The most awful night. Yeah, that would be a good thing to change. Yeah, I would totally change that. Be like, look at the gray meat and be like, no, thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Not going to do that. Yeah, I might change the one in high school where I went out on a double date and then uh, with a girl I didn't know. It's like a blind date and a double date. And then I got food poisoning because I ate something bad at the beanery in uh, Salem. It's like a coffee shop. I've been to the beanery. Yeah. Yeah. And I got food poisoning and then I went to this girl's house and it was awful. 
I had never met her parents before, and I walked straight in and went into the bathroom and spent an hour and a half in there. And oh, then, God. And then had to have Danny Jake with her parents coming by, who I never even met because I was just behind the door. And with their mom being like, are you all right in there, I sweetie? I like a whole Dumb and Dumber scenario. Are you okay? Oh, to you? it was that... so bad. Oh. It was the worst. I was just everything coming out in a stranger's house, you know, at least a, at least 40 minutes away from my house, from home, and, and just stuck there. While Danny was in there flirting with this girl, he was of no help. He didn't want to leave. No, and you're like not a good sick person either. Like you, nobody's are... a good sick person with what I had, though. I mean, it was that's true. Bad. If you have the inside problems, the... those are like the worst. It was one of those things where it came on in like 20 minutes, just like all of a sudden, oh, oh no, dude. I was staying in an apartment in Chicago with my friend who had four roommates. Yeah, and I was camped out in that bathroom. It was the worst. Well, that's what I'm saying. This was strangers. I was at a stranger's house on a double date. Oh, my God. While Danny was in there flirting away with this girl, and he didn't want to go. So I was stuck in this bathroom. So what we both learned is if we have the power to time travel and go back, we would both avoid eating things that gave us food poisoning. I wouldn't go to the beanery, that's for sure. Yeah, that was was (laughs) such a miserable night. And then he had to drive my car to get me home. It was so embarrassing. What did you say when you came out after an hour and a half? I mean, everybody knew what was going on. I mean, there's no hiding it. There's no hiding it. I'm a a stranger to all of them. I barely even knew the girl. Like, I just met her that day. It was just like a double day. It was like a real innocent thing. And Dan knew the other girl. And, uh, and yeah. And no, would... but those are the rules. Akilin says you guys are the most selfish time travelers ever. Totally. Well, no, you we're going by, change... the, I'm going by the being Erica rule. Yeah, you like can't if... change big things. Like one of the things that Erica tries to do is clearly, you know, stop her brother from dying, which you can't do. You can't, you can't alter the timeline to make, to like save somebody's life or stop like a big event. Like you can't go back and be like, I would make 9 11 not happen. I'm going to go kill baby Hitler or something. Yeah, like totally. Yeah. Okay. So you can't do that, but you can go back and change small things in your own life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, there it is. Because that night has scarred me forever. That, oh, God, that was so scarring. Anyway, to get back to Twitter, how we're on that, <laughs> uh, I've been going down these rabbit holes on, on Twitter. And I, on Saturday morning, you know, I was, I was looking at it and went down one of those things. And somehow I fell back asleep again. And so I fell asleep and I woke up and I'm like, oh, oh my phone's still on me. And I turn it on. And it's it was showing my page while well, it showed one. It was like, are you sure you want to tweet this? And it was a bunch of like numbers and stuff where gibberish. I crunched gibberish. And I'm like, oh, no, I hope I didn't send anything else. And I looked at it. One of these pages that I'd ended up on, it was a four person conversation where they were all yelling at each other. I don't know any of these people. What was so it, it was about? Politics. Oh, Trump people and not Trump people and I don't know. It was just, you know, a, a lot of angry people just going back and forth with each other. Accounts that I don't know who any of them are. I don't know how I ended up on that page. You know, I was just clicking around. I ended up with it. I don't know any of these people. I think a couple of them were celebrities that I don't know who they are. And I had replied. I did a, done a reply all to all of them and just posted and uh, posted to them like gibberish. Oh, my but God. But it tagged all of them. So all of them saw it. In the middle of their argument, and we're like, who the hell is this guy? What's he talking about? And so I deleted it, but of course the damage is already done at that point. I've already done it. And now I have to wonder, I have to go back through my account and wonder if I've done that before. Oh, you probably totally have. I probably have. I mean, last night I ended up down a rabbit hole where I ended up with a guy who was talking about how the, there were UFOs sighted over a Peruvian city. 
I think it was Lima, and that this was a sign of some kind of government. Like I ended up with like one of those weird UFO government conspiracy mm-hmm. sites. And so, well, I, of course you do. That's where your rabbit hole goes. Other people's yeah. goes to porn. Yours goes to weird conspiracy theories. Yeah. Well, no, porn happens too. I mean, I'm telling you, click on like seven different accounts. Okay. Here's the goal. If you want to see what I'm talking about, say you go to like Patton Oswalt or something. You know, he's popular on Twitter. Go to one of the replies or one of the people that's tweeted to him. Click on that account. Scroll down theirs. Click on account, an account that they've tagged. Go down theirs. Click on another right, account to... and do that. And I bet you you'll run into some kind of a, a porn I'm bot. I'm Patrick Monaghan. Okay, don't do all famous people, though. You can't oh, do I just famous. Is he a famous person? Well, I don't know. That sounds like a famous person, isn't it? All right, here's a non-famous person. Um, Patrick Monaghan. That's a that's. Um, oh, that's the lead singer of Train. Okay. What? How, how did I know? Okay. Yeah, I don't how know. How do you know that? No, I didn't. But anyway, I'm telling you, keep on doing it. The best soy latte that you ever had. All right, what am I doing? Was that Train? Was that a Train song? In me, didn't, didn't they sing that? Uh, Tybo. Tell me, do you want to set the sun? Run and set right. I'm at the woke wabbist. Uh, Nibbles in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live says, uh, Jesus, no wonder you don't sleep. You engage psychos late at night online. It's true. It does mess with my sleep a lot. Oh, you're right. I found a porn one. It was three. Boom. I told you. I told you. Wait, yes. View profile. Let me make sure. Yep, that's a porn one. Yep. Three? That only took you three. It took me three. See? Well, three or four. I can't remember. Either way, I said within seven, and and you did it by following random ones. That is how it happens. Bam, I'm so glad to be proven right. No, yeah, no wonder you don't sleep. No, I don't. Like, if everything is never-ending, then why would you ever rest? Because there's always going to be a bottomless pit of shitheads on the internet. Of weirdos, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, a bottomless pit of weirdos, you know, and some terrible people. But I'll, I'll I, terrible ones. I don't really spend too much time on those. But the weird ones, man, boy, do I, I, I admit I watch it. I'm a, I'm a Twitter voyeur. Is that what you would call that? I don't know what the right word is for these things. What do you call Twitter peeper? I'm not peeping. It's public stuff. Oh, you're lurking. Lurking. I'm a Twitter lurker. Yeah. I'm definitely a lurker. You are a lurker. I'm totally a lurker. Yeah, and it's starting to affect. My sleep, like I've had this one dream the last two nights in a row. We're just analyzing the insides of my head today. Um, Let's do it. Let's work it out. Let's workshop it. Well, two two nights in a row, I've had this same dream when I do actually sleep. And it's strange because I'll go to sleep. Like last night I went to sleep and I was right back where I started. And the dream is this. I'm living in Germany, but I'm living at a... In a theme park, like a Western theme park. And now first you want to think, okay, it's like Westworld. But it's not Westworld. There's not AI. It's not androids or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I live in a nice normal condo, but I go out into this Western theme park all the time. All right. So two nights in a row you've dreamt that you are in Germany, but it's a Western theme yes. place. Okay. And I speak, but it's not Westworld. It's not, it's ro- not Westworld. It's not robots. It's not robots. It's not Nobody's robots. killing each other or anything like that. It's just like a Western theme park. But I also speak German. So in my dream, I don't know what I'm saying because I do not speak German. Was uh, uh, But uh, in this dream, I speak fluent German, and so I'm speaking to other people in German in my mind, in my dream. And that's, that's part of it, too. 
I also but dress up. But you're communicating up. with the language that you've made up in your mind to other people, but you guys are all – it's a blanket. In German. my dream, I'm speaking German, mm-hmm. and I'm also dressed up like a cowboy in this western theme park somewhere in Germany where I've spent very little time ever. And so – so I walk around in this thing, and then there's drama that happens because there's there's a girl that I like, but then she likes some other guy. There's some kind of weird girl thing, and what's that? What's that saying? I was just gonna try and remember it. These violent delights, or oh, violent. Something's wrong with this world. Something's wrong with this world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Seen, it's good, but I do it better though. No, you don't. Oh, I do, and you know it. Something's wrong with this world. There's something wrong with this world. There's something. <laughs> but we both have the shumpton. Something's wrong with this world. Is that how she really talks, or is that how it is in our heads? That's how she talks in the There's show. Something's wrong with this world. Violent, delightfully divided. I don't know. I can't remember exactly how it goes. Anyway, Westworld. So, which I still don't know if I like that show. I don't think I did. Oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it. But anyway, this isn't Westworld. Nobody's. There's no sinister thing. There's no AI in, in any of that. So you have to go... Uh, that you know of, because they look like regular people. Well, yeah, okay. Well, so far in my dream, that's just not a thing. It's it's all normal people. They're all just actors living there, you know, and we're all just hanging out. And there's a bar that I go to, and then there was this guy that broke in, and I had to, I had to shoot somebody with a shotgun in this dream, because this guy was in there terrorizing everybody, and he had a big knife. That's an episode of Westworld. Kind of, but I I haven't watched Westworld since it came out. So I guess maybe, maybe there's some kind of Westworld in there. Mm -hmm. But two nights in a row where I'm speaking German and it's not AI. It's like I actually, there was this giant dude who was attacking people and I had to take him down. All right, so you were like, so I don't know, maybe, maybe, I guess. Anyway, two nights in a row that's been that dream. So I I don't even know where else to go with it. It's just weird. I just pop right back in and I'm like, walking around the town, do, 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 do. So maybe it's I don't know why Westworld will come up though. I mean, I haven't thought about Westworld in months. You know, since I mean, maybe you are subconsciously out. thinking about it because I have weird shit in my dreams all the time. Okay, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, um, let's see. Ed is in the chat. To, we're not going to spoil anything for Westworld, but just side note, he said, "Did they do anything with the bigger plan in the first episode?" I'm only on episode one. Yeah, it there's a, a lot is more yes. is revealed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the further you watch, the more you know. Um. So yeah, I, I would suggest keep watching it, but it's not—it's not a show for everybody. Mm. It's definitely not for. I everyone. don't think it was for me. Yeah, I, don't I mean, think, I'll watch you didn't it. like it because you were uncomfortable with it. Yeah, well, because I know because I have the weird robot problem where I I like empathize with the robots and I feel bad for them, especially you know because they all look human and then they're being like murdered and raped and it's all awful. Well, that yes, that part's awful, you know. But at the same time, though. Look, I'm not going to defend that part. Okay. Yes, that, that part is awful. Yeah, the way you say it there. But you also empathize with, like, the robots in the Boston Dynamics videos where they knock them down with a hockey stick, and that's just plain funny. That's well, just kind of mean. It's just funny. Mm-hmm. That's funny stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Do you empathize with the microwave? I love the microwave. It does good things for me. Mm-hmm. But what if, it, uh, what if the door wouldn't close? Would you feel bad for it? I would, but that's totally different. It doesn't, it's nope. not mimicking it's not some different. sort of humanity. That's what's wrong with the robots who are like walking, who who walk and like and move in a familiar way. That's the difference. Mm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, that was the dream I was having. So that's that's been my life the last couple of days. So I need to cut back on Twitter. I need to cut back. You need to stop before you post something accidentally embarrassing or like start your camera. I don't know what I would post that's embarrassing. Well, I mean, if you're sleeping, what if you like accidentally start your camera or something and you start like filming? Yeah. 
That would be. Do you sleep with your phone in your bed? No, it's on the side of the bed. But if I but if I'm looking at it, then I fall asleep. You know. <sighs> then that's a problem. Yeah, that's not too bright. Raheem and Hannah asked, did Sarah feel bad for the printer in office space? No, because then it doesn't mimic human like emotions or the way or movement. That's a printer. Because if there's something that looks like a human person, it's, it's no being, different. Like, That's just a fancy printer. It's an evolved printer. Well, is what's in Westworld? A really, really smart printer. I like printers when they do their job. When they don't do their job, I don't have any use for them. Oh, wow. How can you sound like such a dick and you're just talking about a printer? I'm talking about a robot. Mm-hmm. A printer is not a robot. It's robotic. It's not a robot. A robot's just a fancy printer. It is not. It's an that evolved printer. That is not the way that works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hello, my friends. We haven't even talked about the movie that I watched yesterday that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Let's do World of Crazy, and then you can bring it up. Okay. Let me do that. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my World of Crazy. Crazy. Uh, first up, a story. Sounded like Aaron from Landmark Saloon right there. Oh, gosh. I can do her so well. Welcome to Crazy. You want a little cocktail? Oh, no, that wasn't that good. You can do it better than that. I know I can. I just need to hear it. Hey, a little crazy. Like, oh, Sarah, what are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, I can oh, do it. Oh, that is bad. No, that wasn't I good usually at all. can. Okay, anyway. Well, we'll have Nick in from Landmark next week, and then he we can, can judge. Aaron off. That'll be like a 1% joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, and Aaron will hate us both. The adorably sweet, wonderful <laughs> bartender who works at Landmark. <laughs> Let's see who can do her voice the best. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. First up, uh, a story out of Santa Thomas uh, in south of Nicaragua. Santa Thomas, close to Waspen. Do you know where that is? I'm just I'm hearing you say things. I don't even know if these are real places. The way that you're, you did say Nicaragua, is that right? Yeah. What were the other ones that you just said? Please start Santa from the beginning. Santa Thomas, close to Waspen in south of Nicaragua. Okay. Isn't that right? Uh, Nicaragua is correct. All right. Well, a community is in crisis. Nicaragua. A community is in crisis after more than 30 of its villagers are now claiming to have been possessed by the devil Uh after they've discovered a voodoo doll. Uh Oh. You're Uh, obsessed with voodoo. Isn't that correct? mm -hmm. Uh, So residents living uh, in the south of Nicaragua are said to have been suffering from greasy sickness. Which translates uh, into Wait. English as crazy sickness. So Greasy sickness? G-R-I-S-I. Greasy? Huh. Greasy sickness is a culture-bound syndrome that most often affects communities in Central America. So uh, the contagious syndrome often exhibits symptoms such as nausea, anxiety, dizziness, irrational anger, and fear, as well as periods of rapid frenzy. So people who are suffering from this also have visions of spirits and demons... So this is what they're thinking is that this contagious, some sort of disease, which is clearly not a possession by a voodoo doll, but they're blaming it on this, was probably yeah. contracted by all the other villagers because they all you know, share the same space and things. Uh, so one of the women 
who lives in the community, known as Marcella, has attempted to help her neighbors by creating homemade remedies to cure their syndromes. Is this like bath salts or something? Or Well, she creates medicines which are poured across the backs of the affected villagers in hopes that it'll ward off the evil spirits. So they think that this started because uh, they found a doll with a black ribbon and a cross marked on its face. And they believe that it's a voodoo doll. So the villagers have decided to burn the doll and they're waiting for their symptoms to go away. So they're no longer possessed. Okay. A monastery in Bolivia is in the news after it adopted a stray dog and allowed it to join its ranks as the newest friar at the monastery. Oh. It's a little dog and he's wearing a little monk outfit. Oh, they put a monk outfit on him? They put a monk outfit on him. All right, so this uh, so this monastery shared photos of the dog who was given the title Friar Bigoton. Uh, or he also goes as Friar Mustache, where he's dressed in Friar traditional... Friar Mustache is better. Friar Mustache somebody, well, is a great name. Please get a dog and name it Friar Mustache. That's I would love that. Uh, well, they dressed Friar Mustache in traditional robes alongside his fellow friars. <laughs> All right, Friar Mustache is pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, along with his fellow friars at the monastery in Cochabamba. Hello, I am Friar Mustache. Well, the group hopes that Friar Mustache's story will encourage other people <laughs> to uh, adopt stray dogs. Uh, he said, if all churches in our county adopt, uh, country adopt only one like Friar Mustache, we are sure that the parishioners <laughs> will follow his Friar <laughs> Mustache. Well, Friar Mustache enjoys typical canine activities when he's not performing his duties. Uh, the other friars say his life is all about playing and running. Here, all the brothers love him very much. He is a creature of God and now a fellow friar. Just don't bring up Planned Parenthood to him. Not shut up about it. A town in New England is considering whether or not to ban swear words and other kinds of antisocial bacteria. (laughs) What are you laughing? Antisocial behavior. I swear, I said I was antisocial behavior, but I saw this antibacterial hand sanitizer, which is right next to my, which is physically on the table in front of me. Which is physically on the table in front of me, and I kind of conflated the two. Sorry about that. Anyway, a town in England isn't. Banning antibacterial lotion. They're banning uh, swear words and antisocial behavior. Okay. So this is Rockdale, England. Uh, the Rockdale Borough Council plans to introduce a public spaces protection order that would subject anyone caught using foul or abusive language to a warning, fine, or removal from the area, or possibly arrest. Just for saying a swear word. Wow. This is like in Footloose, but, you know, without the dance. How big is this place? Um, it doesn't say. Well, this is in Rockdale. Rockdale. Uh, the measure would also potentially ban begging, loitering, antisocial parking, which okay. I have no idea what that is. Uh, no. What is, is, is like, antisocial is, parking? Is that like necking? Antisocial parking? Antisocial parking. Playing so loud like taking music. up two spots or something? I don't know. Playing loud music, loudly revving your car engine, street drinking, uh, skateboarding. And also uh, would bar people under the age of 18 from being in the main town center between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. So uh, making wow. a curfew as well. Sounds like a real fun town. Yeah. Okay. All, I, all right. I do agree with the antisocial parking thing, though, now that I see what it is. What is it? It's somebody who parks and, like, blocks your driveway or parks illegally. Yeah, I've never heard of the phrase antisocial parking. Neither have I. I'm staunchly against antisocial parking. Is that my stance? Is that, that's one I of think those. you're standing right. for it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they're really uh, they're really aggressively trying to protect their town center because they just built this in the center of town. I'm really kind of picturing this as a British version of the town in Back to the Future with like the clock tower and everything. Okay, yeah. They're like trying uh-huh. to protect their town center. Farnell, who's the council leader, says the ban is necessary to provi- prevent a small minority of people from ruining the t- ruining the town center for other visitors said they've invested 250 million pounds Jesus that's a lot of money into our town center and we're doing everything in our power to create a vibrant family friendly and attractive place for everyone God damn it but I must stress that this is at the very early stages of consultation we're not ruling anything in or out at this stage now we want to have a grown up discussion to see if these are the right measures He wants to keep those potty mouths out You think he swears in his pillow at night he does. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. It's like the you know the like the biggest homophobic assholes are mm-hmm. most likely gay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. He's he probably has like Tourette's. He's just like the oh, motherfucker. Mm. All right, this is awesome. You know I love my Chrome extensions. I still use my uh, Make America Kittens again every day, and it makes me smile. <laughs> I cannot stress enough how much better it'll make your life. It basically takes every picture of number forty-five and replaces them with pictures of kittens. It's amazing. <laughs> There's a new Chrome extension, however, that has just started being offered, and it's for your workplace, and it's called Nope. So this is an extension that you can use to ward off a coworker who's trying to come up and have a conversation with you with a fake phone call. Oh, you mean like yesterday when you told me all about uh, what was going on in The Bachelor and about who um, was left? You and- knew exactly what I was talking about. Okay, I, yes, I'm aware of see- some of them I was are, very but- surprised that Camille was sent home. She was the hot blonde one. You know, you remember who she is. Oh, yeah. No, I do know who that is. Isn't that her name? Camille? Yeah. I don't know. The one with the nanny? I don't know her name. Okay. Yes, okay. Well, this is a new Google Chrome browser extension called Nope, and it aims to help uh, users escape from a common workplace annoyance, conversations (laughs) with fellow coworkers. (laughs) This is what happens. The Nope extension features a button at the top of the user's browser. It's like right now I see my little red hat that says Make America Uh Kittens again. So uh, you click on that on the little logo on top of your browser when you're getting being approached by a coworker who wants to talk to you. Well, you press the button and it sends a call to your phone. So it automatically just by clicking on your computer, it will call your cell phone. That's or your work phone. I love this. And say like, oh, I'm sorry. I love this idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you press the <laughs> nope. button at the top and uh, send a call to your phone. <laughs> Apologize sincerely as you pick it up. Then watch them walk away. So the phone call features a recorded voice <laughs> on the other end. So it sounds like you're talking to somebody? Yep, giving instructions to the user. Uh, it says, on the count of three, put your hand to your mouth as if you were hearing bad news. Wave and point at the phone so you can look away. <laughs> Repeat these words after me in a serious, concerned tone. Yes, of course I can talk now. What's the matter? <laughs> I love that. Uh, the app was developed by a company called Breather, which specializes in short-term office space rentals, a sort of Airbnb for office workers who need space. And now they've created their own app. So if you want that, that's available. Oh, that's so fantastic. Well, this story's kind of sad. Did you see the story about the guy with this? Six-ton pile of porn that crushed him to death. What? In Japan, I've got to do what? it. I've got to do it. It's world. Yeah, crazy. I mean, you have. I want to thank everybody who sent this to me, including. Let me find da, 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 Jason. Thank you, Jason, for sending this my way. Much appreciated. 
All right, here's the headline. A Japanese man who over the years has amassed a six-ton pile of pornographic magazines died when they collapsed on top of him and his body wasn't found for six months. All right, there's a lot to go on here. A six-ton pile of porn magazines? He had. He was 50 years old. How, he had such how tall a huge porn collection that it weighed six tons. He was only discovered when his landlord... Right, somebody's saying this might be an urban legend. Did you get sucked in by fake news? Uh, let me see. I don't think so. Um, no, it's the Daily Mail. No, it seems like it. No, I've seen this in more than one place. So, uh, oh my gosh, wait, can, is this yeah. a spam? They've called three times. Hello? Take me off your list. Take me off your list. Take me off your list. I hate you. Take me off your list. Take me off your list. Take me off your list. I'm going to put them through. No. <clears throat> a lonely Japanese man who amassed more than six tons of porn over his lifetime died when a huge pile of his magazines fell on top of him. Even more tragically, his body wasn't discovered for six months, and that was only when his landlord came to find why he hadn't been paying his rent. Uh, the man's death was revealed by a member of the cleaning team who said his company had been hired to remove the magazines discreetly in a way that would not be noticed by neighbors and the man's family to save them uh, from any shame. So they didn't know that he was actually in there. They just thought it was a giant mountain of <laughs> pornographic magazines. Wow. Uh, yeah, so the man was a 54-year-old car, or excuse me, a 50-year-old car maker identified only by the name Joji, died buried underneath a pile of the magazines. It's unclear whether he suffered a heart attack and fell into one of the many stacks of his magazines. It's like a Scrooge McDuck-like pile of porn, only instead of gold coins, it's just swimming through porn. Greg! What? Will you answer that? Yeah. They're calling me again. God damn it. Hello? Oh, okay, I don't know. It did, didn't answer. No, no, I think it's fucking with me. All right, so it was unclear if he suffered a heart attack and fell into his giant Scrooge McDuck <laughs> pile of magazines, or um, or whether he had been crushed when they had fallen off of the wall. But the cleaner said that if he was conscious... Oh, God, this is horrible. The cleaner said that even if he was still conscious, the paper would have muffled his cries. Every single space in the flat was filled with piles of magazines stacked on the tables, on the chairs. There were clippings from erotic magazines where it appears the man had cut out his favorite articles. Oh, wow. That's really... And this is, this is again from the Daily Mail, which I am pretty sure is a reputable source. I've had stories from this before. I mean, it's, it's a trashy British tabloid, but it's a source. Yeah. During- well, either way, if it's fake, then that means somebody had to come up with this. All right, answer it again. No, I just hung up. Right. I am so annoyed. Um, so, yes. So, all in all, after weighing all the magazines, they weighed six metric tons, which equals 13,228 pounds. Man. There you have it. Internet porn won't kill you. That's a world of crazy. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. I, th- I think that's enough. I'm going to think this through way too much. Um, did you want to talk about your your movie, or do you want to go on to some? 
Some ball talk? I don't know. What do you think? Um, let's do some ball talk. Do some ball I got talk? a little bit of ball talk. Okay. Right, well, I don't know. Screw it. Why don't you tell us about your movie? Tell us about your movie. Wait, but I just started the ball talk thing. Okay, we did. People are saying they want to hear about the movie. Okay. Let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about the movie, then we'll do ball talk. Just say that. Okay. All right. Um, so I watched this amazing movie yesterday, which I didn't know uh, I didn't know was going to be a thing. <laughs> Is they calling again? Oh my god! Answer the phone. Hello. Are you kidding me? What? Did you do this to me, <laughs> you asshole? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, everybody. There's a. Uh, that Nope app, if you add it to the extension, you can put whatever phone number you want on there, and it will call that person over and over me? and over. So during that entire you World of Crazy segment, after Sarah said it, I just put it on my browser. Here, hang on. <laughs> Let me put it on speaker. Like a dog now. What's the matter? Works every time. <laughs> now it appears that you're having trouble focusing at work. If this is true, then I have a place for you. But first, I have to ask... Is that what you truly want? What the? <laughs> is a safe, quiet space away from all the madness of open office plans and And then they do an ad. That's good. All right. Oh, my God. I am so... You got me. I was getting so mad. <laughs> as soon as you would hang up, I would just sit here and go click, 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 till it would call again. <laughs> you had no idea, did you? I had no idea. <laughs> You fuck. You got me. All right, but side note: they don't make you verify the phone number, so anybody that wants to use this, use it now before they fix that thing to fuck with somebody. Like I'm, I'm going to change the phone number and I'm going to do it to somebody else. You got me. I'm <laughs> okay. It's fair and square. I, you tricked me. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, that was awesome. Okay. Are you done? Yes, I'm done. All right. All right. But no, t- uh, tell us about the movie. Okay. So I watched this movie yesterday, which I, like, as a joke, <laughs> I posted something about it. I'm so mad at you. Um, <laughs> there was a screen cat. I, I was going through Redbox because yesterday I was working on a painting. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go through Redbox. I want to find something. And, of course, I wanted to watch uh, Ouija, which is the new Ouija board movie, Ouija uh, Origin of Evil, which. Wait, are you saying Ouija? Yeah, Ouija. That's what it is. But everybody calls it Ouija, though. No, it's a Ouija. Ouija board. I mean, I know Ouija or probably how you're supposed to say it or Whoa, something. Whoa, do she know? Ouija. Okay, Ouija board, whatever. It's a Ouija board movie called uh, or Origin of Evil, and it was hilariously – it was pretty scary. It was, it was pretty good. There was some pretty creepy moments. It was also, like, really dumb. But great, solid movie. But as I was looking through the other movies, there was this one that I stumbled across – which had the most ridiculous name of any movie I have ever heard. Uh, and so I was looking at this. I'm like, is this a real movie? And it was a real movie. It's a serious movie. And it's called Two Lovers and a Bear. And the Bear. Two Lovers and the Bear. Uh, Two Lovers and the Bear is the name of this movie. What kind of... Uh, okay. So I didn't know exactly what it would be. Two Lovers and the Bear? It's called Two Lovers and the Bear. Okay. And it has uh, anyone who's a fan of, like, Orphan Black or uh, – oh, God, she's been a ton- – she's also in Being Erica. She played Dr. Tom's daughter. Uh, Tatiana – I can't remember her last name. The girl from Orphan Black. I know Black. who you're talking about. I've, I've never even seen Orphan Black, but I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, she was at the Wizard World. Yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah we yeah. actually saw uh-huh. her in yeah, person. Yeah, we saw her. So I saw this movie. I'm like, it, how is this 
actually a thing. So it's called Two Lovers and a Bear. I'm Is it animated? This. It's not animated. Here's the description. Nibbles has a question in the live chat, which is kind of one of my first questions as well. What type of movie this is? I have no idea what type of movie it is. Uh, well, I think uh, is it um, is it an adults only movie? It's not an adults only movie, but there is okay. a lot of bone in it. Like, and you okay. do get to see Tatiana's boobs. Let me tell you about the. Let's oh, say what it all says. Right, all right. So it says in the Great North, near the North Pole, two hundred people survive in a place where temperatures reach minus fifty, and the landscape is a sea of white. Against this backdrop, two troubled people, Roman and Lucy, fall in love. But when the ghosts from Lucy's past come back to haunt her, the lovers decide to leap into the unknown in search of inner peace. So that's what that is. Oh, this is a boring movie. It is I hands down one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Two lovers and the bear. Oh, two lovers. Sorry, two lovers and a bear. And a bear. And a bear. Two lovers and a bear. Two lovers and a bear. It, it, this isn't animated. This is not animated. But it's, it's like one of those animated movies that they make in a real life action thing. It's probably like an, on a kid's book or something. It's That's what this definitely like. not a kid's book. There. No, is... this is what that sounds like. It, it definitely could be one of those. Or uh, let's see, two lovers and a bear, and it's set in like the Arctic or, or something. This is so, in the Arctic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's got to be because. Okay, so two lovers and a bear. Wait, are you trying to figure out what you think it's about? Yeah, I think I can tell you what it's about. I already have a pretty good idea, actually. Um, okay, yeah, because I don't need to see this. I can tell you what it is. All right, do you want to tell me what you think it's about, and then I'll talk. I'll say what it's about. Yeah, why don't um, here? Why don't we do some ball talk first? Okay, because I do have. I just have just a couple of things in ball talk. Yeah, I'll tell you what this movie's about. I can pretty much sum that up. Okay, based on exactly what you told me. Yeah. Two Lovers and a Bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is the name of the movie. Yep. Nope. I already know what it is. Uh, Tatiana Maslany. That's her name. Tatiana Maslany. She's very tiny in person. Of course, most actresses are. Very pretty, very tiny. She is both of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, all right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Just a little bit of ball talk today. Just a couple of things. One, there is this. The dream of the Phoenix Portland Coyotes, excuse me, the dream of the Portland Coyotes is still alive because... Is that the hockey? That's the hockey team. Mm -hmm. Right now, they are the Arizona Coyotes. And they had moved the team to Glendale a few years ago outside of Phoenix. This was not a popular move with anyone, and their attendance is way down, and now they're trying to threaten Phoenix to build them a stadium or else they're going to leave the area. But the... Gary Bettman, who I believe is the NHL commissioner, came out and publicly said that uh, they will not go back to Glendale. They are not going to, or they're not going to stay in Glendale. They don't want to be there. And so that's a big sign right there. And right now, he just made a statement. It was a long statement that he sent to the Arizona legislature. We said, for the past 15 years, a succession of ownership groups in the league have tried everything imaginable to make the Glendale location financially sustainable. Our combined efforts have yielded the same result, a consistent economic loss. The simple truth, the Arizona Coyotes must have a new arena location to succeed. The Coyotes cannot and will not remain in Glendale. Oh. So they're threatening them, saying they're going to go, which is usually the first step before a team does decide to go. They try to, they try to threaten to get more money out of the city or out of the state mm-hmm. to build them a stadium. And uh, so that's their threat right now. But then if the Arizona legislature says, no, I'm not giving you any public money, it gives them more leverage to take a look at other places. And as we said earlier this year, 
they reportedly have already taken a look at the Rose Garden here in Portland, Oregon, and also oh. up in Seattle oh. at Key Arena as two possible locations that they could move to. Portland does have a ready-made stadium they can move right into and begin playing NHL hockey. It's mm. set up for NHL. Seattle does not have that currently. They would have to do some massive renovations to either Key Arena or somewhere else. Uh, or My build brother-in-law new, would not said, be happy to hear you saying that. I know, but it's true. Portland's is ready to go. You could move in and start playing NHL hockey there tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's set up. Well, maybe not tomorrow, but it's it's set up to do NHL hockey. Seattle does not have that currently. So, the dream of the Portland Coyotes is, is alive. alive in Portland. Is alive in Portland. Um, moving on to Baltar. We'll do this. This is just one final story. And it has to do with a now NBA legend. Well, it has to do with Dirk Nowitzki. So, Dirk Nowitzki, if you don't know who he is, NBA player. Seven-foot-tall German guy who is now in a very elite company when it comes to NBA basketball. He joined the 30,000-point club. So he joined. he's the sixth player to join this club of players who have scored 30,000 or more career points. So it's him. Kareem That's El- ridiculous. That's a ridiculous amount of points. Yeah. Well, and the, the company that he's now in is him, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Carl Malone, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and Wilt Chamberlain. Now Dirk Nowitzki is the next one to do that, I which like is pretty amazing. Him. Dirk's Dirk's great. Dirk's fun to watch. I do. I will say this: there's a great documentary. It's not an ESPN 30 for 30, but I think it is on. It's on Netflix. A documentary about Dirk Nowitzki and about his just career because he's got this lifelong basketball coach that f- discovered him in high school and then has coached him throughout his entire career. And so he's kind of like a father figure almost. Mm. And it's a, it's a great uh, documentary just explaining how, what a strange, you know, athletic freak he is. But then also just his whole family background and coming to America and how it was weird because he was German. He didn't speak very much English. Yeah. Well, he's the he, German. Now he speaks, he speaks fluent English now. You wouldn't even know the difference. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty fascinating. But anyway, Dirk Nowitzki joining the 30,000 Career Points Club. And in honor of that... I feel it's only appropriate that we play a song that Sarah and I used to play on Sportlandia quite a bit a long, long time ago. This was uh, when we did our show for the Portland Trailblazers, where Sarah and I were broadcasters for a number of years. And this was a song we would play on that show quite a bit. It's called Dirk as the German Moses yes. by Flula. He plays basketball. He's a maverick. He's a shooter like Larry Bird. He can shoot a three-pointer or dunk a good one on you. He plays good like an iPod. He's like the German Moses. 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 German 
as DJ Flewless. He is the best. German Moses. Dick. Dick. Novitsky. DJ Flula, also here on Fun Employment Radio at one point. We did an interview with him. You can find that in the archives. Or just go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Look in the uh, little search bar right there. Type in Flula. You will find Flula. He ended up doing, uh, years later, a video with Dirk Nowitzki as well. I, riding awesome. around in the back of a car. <laughs> All right, well, there we go. Anyway, Dirk Nowitzki, congratulations to him. The 30,000-point club, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right, so what's the name of the movie again? Two Lovers and a Bear? Two Lovers and a Bear. Two Lovers and a Bear. Two All right, so let me tell bear. you how this starts off. So uh, you got... Uh, should, I, should I say the real one after you're done with your fake one? Sure. I mean, it doesn't really matter because I know I'm going to be It'll right. it be like me repeating it. Because okay. I don't need to see this movie to tell you. All right. Mm-hmm. So here's how it starts off. You got the two lovers. You got Cindy. That's top Tiana. What's her name? There's Cindy. And then there's uh, the other guy's got uh, is Chad. Chad and Cindy. C and C. Do you C. want their real names? Would that be easier? Why? It's, uh, it's Chad and Cindy. They're their nickname. Okay. okay. I'm assuming it's something like that. It's going to be something similar to Chad and Cindy because they call each other the C&C Music Factory. Because then what they do is when they're oh, running around, boy. this is why they're lovers. It starts off showing them hanging out in their apartment. Why are you crazy they, when you say the word lovers for some reason? Well, that's the that's name of the they're show. Lovers. They're lovers. lovers. And so the, here's how the movie starts off. They're playing around in their apartment. They're up in the Arctic, but they got this you know sweet little apartment. They got a karaoke machine. And it opens up with uh, Chad singing. And then you know they got some friends over and they're having some drinks. And then Cindy comes in and she's start singing too and they're not the greatest but they're kind of good and then they start going like we're like the cnc music factory because it's chad and cindy yay it's a little joke like that maybe not exactly that but there's a little joking at the beginning and then they're going along and cindy is having a hard time at work and she's like oh i hate this job you know i've always lived here in the arctic and it's so cold and all i've ever wanted to do is go to new orleans and so so Chad's like, well, you know what? I mean, we have our lives here. This is what we've built here. This is how it is. Um, you know, we can't really just pick up and go. And Cindy's like, I don't care. I just lost my job, and I want to do it, and I want to go to New Orleans, and I want you to come with me. He's like, And Chad's like, well, we don't have any money. We can barely afford this apartment. She's like, fine. I'm going to start walking. Chad's like, you can't walk. It's too cold. But out she goes because Cindy's standing up for herself. So Cindy starts walking. And Chad's like, you know what? You're my lover. I have to go with you, too. Mm. So Chad goes out there. By the way, this is about 10 minutes into the movie. Surprise! The north is full of bears. And so they're walking along, they're out in the woods, and all of a sudden, boom, roar, this big bear comes up. And you think, oh no, they're going to get eaten by a bear. Turns out, it's Chad's pet. All along, they have their bear friend. So Chad's there, and Chad's like, hey, how are you guys? You know, he doesn't really talk, but he's a bear. He's like, where are you guys going? Because this is kind of like an animated thing. And so the bear's like, well, I'm going to come along with you. And so they're marching along. And they're going through the woods. It's kind of like, and, and here's the thing, they, they're going along through the woods, and they're, they're heading down, and they go through the city. And everybody's kind of looking, they're like, what the heck's a bear doing in here? But nobody really minds, because they're, they're lovers with their bear. And the bear's just kind of their friend, so the bear comes with them everywhere they go, and they're going to, like, coffee shops. And it's weird for them, because they're, they're getting down in, into, like, lower from the Arctic. And so, and they're going into towns, you know, with their buddy the bear, and then they try to rent a motel and, of course, they're like, hey, no bears allowed. I'm sorry. You cannot rent to that bear. And like, oh, geez, what are we going to do? So they, they try to sneak the bear in. They dress it up like a like – a, like, I don't know. They put like a stuff like – a, like a towel over it. And so they pretend they're like moving a table or that it's a big thing of luggage because they have to get the bear into the hotel room. But the bear's not allowed. And there's like a curious hotel manager who's walking around like, hey, I thought I heard a bear around here. And they're like, nope, there's no bear. It's just us, Chad and Cindy, two lovers making love. And then so, you know, then they're – Oh, God. 
then they're in the hotel room because you got to get the lovers thing in there. And then they're like making love and they're like the bear. Stop saying making love. Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't even tell you. The bear's name is uh, uh, the bear's name is let's see. What was his name? Be Bruce. Bruce the bear. And they're like, Bruce, look away. You know, we're trying to make love here. We're lovers. And so Bruce has to look the other way. And, you know, that's part of the hijinks that they're doing as they're going along. So Chad and Sydney are making love. And they're walking along because they can't afford anything else. Somehow they afford a hotel, which is weird, but they can't afford to drive. So it's their adventure. They're walking through the woods, you know, kind of like a homeward bound kind of thing, you know, where they're they're walking along with their buddy, the bear. And then... um, and then they, they make it through the woods. They have some other hijinks. It's they stow the away in a barn at one mm-hmm. point, you know, and then they're making love on the hay, you know, and they're oh like, God. Bruce, look away, Bruce. That's one of the things you hear a lot is that, that Chad always yells out. He's like, Bruce, because that's the bear because he gets annoyed with, with Bruce. And Bruce gets into like some pies that this, they, stay, they stow away in this barn. And then Bruce walks up to the farmer's house and the lady had put like pies out and Bruce gets into the pies. And then they they all run off, and then you know Bruce, and so 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 they keep on going, and they're marching through because they're trying to get to New Orleans because this is where Cindy's always wanted to go. But the further they get, they're in a storm, and it all of a sudden they start storming, and they're like, "Oh my goodness, this is just taking so long to get down to New Orleans." Oh but it's God. like my whole dream, it's, it's and so the bear's like, "I don't time. know." This is a lot of uh, this is a lot of stuff going on here. This is kind of weird, you know. I'm a bear fitting into the city. It doesn't feel quite normal yet. People are accepting of the bear some places, and so they get into the storm, and then they're like, "Okay, where do we go? Where do we go? What do we do? What do we do now? Oh my God. What do we do? We're so close to New Orleans, but we're ready to give up. They're ready to give up at that point, you know. Their their love is being tested. They're not making sweet love right, like so they used they give to. Up? Do they give up? They almost give it up. But then they're down in the swamps of New Orleans, and there's like alligators, and the bear's like, "What the heck is that?" And uh, the allig- and you know Bruce is down there by the swamp, and Chad's all Bruce. And then there's this Cajun guy who shows up, and he's out there. You know, he's like a wild Cajun man out there in the woods, and he's like, "Y'all there lost, aren't you? You lost, didn't you?" And uh, and at first they're afraid of the Cajun man, but then the Cajun man helps them, and the Cajun. Ends up giving them shelter. At first, they're worried about the Cajun guy. You know, they thought he was going to you know, hurt them. And then, no, he's just a friendly, wild Cajun man who lives out in the woods. And he's like, all right, come in there and get some porridge with me. And oh, they my God. Porridge. Is this over yet? And then they realize, you know what? Our cultures Jesus. aren't that much different. And we, we can really get along with each other, even though you look scary, but you're not scary. And you're here to help us. And then Bruce is like, Nolan's that way. And so he points him on the way to Nolan's. And they get out and they get ready to go. Oh, my God. What's missing? They wake up in the morning after they're having this wonderful porridge dinner with the wild Cajun man. They make sweet love like they haven't in a long time. Oh, my God. Where's the bear? Bruce is gone. Bruce is gone. And they start looking. They're looking everywhere for Bruce. And they can't find him. Okay. And they're like, and they're crying. Oh, my God. I can't find Bruce. Sorry, sir. I mean, this is just the movie. I'm giving the wrap up. So they're like, okay, well, we can't find Bruce. Bruce is gone. This sucks. But we still have to get to New Orleans. We have to do it for Bruce. And so they walk, walk, walk. And then all of a sudden they're in New Orleans and they're looking around. And they're like dirty because they've been living out, you know, with the wild caged man making love in the forest and in the swamp and stuff. And they're kind of smelly. But they walk down and they get down to that beignet place in New Orleans and they order themselves a beignet. And we're like, we did it. Cindy, we did it. You know, and we made it. We walked all the way from the Arctic here. I just wish Bruce was here to enjoy it with us. And as they're eating, it starts fading out. And boom, what do they do? They show the fishing boats out there. Guess who's on one of those fishing boats? 
It's Bruce. And Bruce is there like a wise old bear looking over the bow of it, looking at the two of them thinking, you know what? They didn't need me all along. I helped them. But I'm on my way. And these two lovers are now free it? to love each other. Okay, that's awesome. That was Bruce. I don't even think you need to explain what it was. I think that's just good enough. Okay, we'll just we'll, All right. We'll let that go then. Yep. So Bruce, it's open for a sequel, by the way. Bruce. Pretty sure it's not open for a sequel. Open for a sequel because now Bruce is on the boat. Uh, no spoilers, but I'm pretty sure the way they ended it, it's definitely not going to happen. Oh, I forgot the very ending thing was Chad and Sydney, they're like, let's go find karaoke. Boom! And then it plays CNC Music Factory. Bruce! Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really, really do appreciate it. By the way, that was 1,000% not the plot for it was two pretty lovers close, and a bear. It was, I don't think it could have gotten further away, except for like the traveling. That was basically the only thing that it had in common with anything from two lovers and a bear. I just don't even know. I don't even know what to, to do anymore. Oh, I already know what the sequel's going to be, too. Anyway. Somebody say Tropical Island Getaway. Somebody say a bear in snorkel gear. Flippers. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really, really do appreciate it. You can, of course, subscribe. Subscribe to Fun Employment Radio, meaning you get to listen live. It's like a live subscription. You get access to the archives. $6.99 a month. The first week is free. And you get to help us out. Or you can do the year subscription for, uh, for $80. Yes, you save Save yourself money. a couple of bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we'll be joined by Billy Wayne Davis. Oh, I love him. Hopefully he gets the right plane. Let's just Assuming make that joke forever. Let's he got the right plane. Billy Wayne Davis will be joining us here on Fun Employment Radio. And for live listeners, we'll be going at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Big thank you to everybody who tunes into this show. Don't forget to go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Click on the Expedia link. Expedia is the best best way to travel, Sarah. And also the Amazon link as well. And the Amazon link yes. is there, too. You Click on both the links. Do both of them. FunEmploymentRadio.com. Like two lovers, Amazon and Expedia. All right, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bruce! Bruce! You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.